This is the InfoMoto Podcast. Presented by Autoglim. Spencer, can't we get there and you go, how did you go for cutting the podcast? Oh, I just chucked it straight in. Yeah. <laughs> it's good, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome uh, to the InfoMoto Podcast. Oh, sorry, I spoke halfway through that. It's all right. G'day, Spence. G'day, Grant. Greg. Chris, it's Snag. Christmas again. Spence. Spanner, Spence and Snag. Oh, the three S's. Just works perfectly, doesn't it? Yep. Um, it's Christmas again, and we're here for our annual InfoMoto uh, Extravaganza podcast. Yes, and I've, I've shaved my beard off about 20 seconds before you said we were going to do this. I, I, so I should have left it. it. I could knit that into a decent mohair coat, I reckon. Yeah, well. <laughs> Anne-Marie, actually a good friend of mine, was saying, she said... Um, Grant actually looks pretty good with you. And I said, yes, he's had the annual shearing. And I, I furthered it by saying he's pretty – he's not a bad-looking bloke, but he's – with that horrible beard and stuff that he tends to think's all right, he's always looked about 70. So now, now that you are, you know, around that, <coughs> around that figure, well, you actually look all right. Well, thanks very much, Greg. That's, that's, that's a compliment, isn't that's, it? That's a great, I do, a great, I think you look a great compliment. Yes, I think so. you look good and you're doing very well for a man of your – Years. Well, I, I still resent it though. I mean, even though I only get a haircut once a year, um, she charged me forty-five bucks. Well, Shearer's only come into town once. Well, you know, it's funny you say it's that. Hard to get you up the ramp as well. She said I, I wouldn't normally charge this much, but it takes so long to clean up after you're gone. <laughs> so that could have been that could have been the source of the forty-five dollars. But geez. well, look, it's a number four blade too. It's just hair. I would have gone beard. to the three. I reckon. Oh. But then again, that might be overcapitalising it. You probably have, you know, how long have we got left? Well, we don't know that, do we? Your um, your yearly haircut. God's cutting my hair now. God's cutting it. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's taking a hand in it. What are they called? This is is it the widow's peak? wisp. Well, the girls seem to like it. So, oh really? Okay, yeah. I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to finding that. They out. seem to like it when it's walking out the door. I know <laughs> that. All right. Anyway, Spence, that's enough from the old people. How's life in the you know your generation? Oh, grim, <laughs> shock. Listen, we've left you a good world. We've just it's completely polluted. We're going to die having driven V8s all over the country with no policing. Yeah, um, we've bought all the houses for five cents. Yeah, <laughs> yep. what are you whinging about? I'm Took not, all the jobs. Not. Took all the jobs. <laughs> so what are they? They got to get out and do a hard day's work. Those bloody youngsters. Well, yeah, they're not used to it, though. They're not they? used to it. No, they won't work. We've completely destroyed the planet and we're just toddling off quite happy, aren't we? Did we have a great time? Though? Oh, we had a great time. <laughs> that's what matters. That's what matters. That's, what, that's, that's the friends matters. you make along the way. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the friends you make. Well, look on the bright side. Yes, we did buy the houses for five cents in premium suburbs, some better than others. But we get. you're going to get them. You'll end up oh. with them. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Not holding my breath. I can't. I can't imagine you and your brother sitting down talking about how you're going to divide the estate. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh no. I've ro- I made it rock solid. I've yeah. made it fifty fifty. <laughs> Heads or tails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. All right. Well, welcome to the podcast, everyone. Brought to us by AutoGlim, our sponsor. We're, we're very happy to have on board your bike. I went out and had a look at. Now, that's probably a good time to go straight into this, Spence. Mm. I wandered out there. Grant was on time, yeah, actually on time today to the uh, magnificent InfoMoto studio. And I wandered out there and, my goodness me, one of the nicest yellow R1150 GSs I've seen in years sitting there. And I thought, well, he's either stolen this or 
uh, got a dink from somebody? Oh, no, I got it the hard way. Um, I've never done this before, but um, I bought a bike sight unseen. You could have fooled me with some of the nails you've got. <laughs> That well, might be the key to it. That was that was usually usually a result of me not having any money. But uh, yeah. but in this particular case, and people are doing this all the time now. They the the bikes are available all over Australia. They'll find the bike that they want. They won't they won't get to look at it. They don't even get to a mechanical inspection on it. They'll pay for it and then get it shipped to their place and hope that when it comes off the back of the truck, it's it's as advertised. It, they hope that you know what. What was on the box is, in fact, what they're getting. Um, and it, sometimes it doesn't work, obviously. Um, but in this particular case, the guy lived in the bottom of Tasmania and the bike was... That's almost, that's almost Antarctica, isn't it? Well, in Tasmania. close, very close. Very close. But the, the bike had been advertised for weeks and it was a really good-looking bike um, and it wasn't very much money. I mean, he wanted 7.5. Um, thief. Thief, yeah, that's right. And... Um, I said I'd have to come and get it and, and it was going to cost money to get it back on the boat to the mainland. Well, he probably knew that. So we, we went for 6.8. So um, it's the nicest one I've seen. I think that's a really good buy. Well, it's it's turned out to be to be really good. It, it's what it said on the box. Mm. But picking it up wasn't that much fun. Did anything happen on the trip picking it up? Well, I had to get up at four in the morning to get to the that's, airport. That's, that's what time we come home, Spence, isn't it? That's mm, not time yeah. we get up. <laughs> yeah, to get to the airport to fly to um, um, Hobart, uh, where he very kindly, the owner, and his wife picked me up. But I, it's a bit of a trap, isn't it? I, I'm sitting there with 6800 bucks. Yes. Uh, and they, they're giving me a lift to the bike. Now, yes. in the bottom of Tasmania, what happens if I don't like it? Yes. I'm, I'm in the bottom of Tasmania. With You've two spent, people. what, yeah, 1200 the bucks bus. getting there? Yeah, <laughs> who, who probably don't like me anymore yeah. because they've gone to all that trouble and I didn't buy the bike. Yes. So, But the bike was good. But yes. then I had to get to the... Good, uh, it's very good. I had to get to the ferry. Pardon me. Uh, I only had you know, a limited amount of time. I had to ride the, this bike I've never been on before that I don't know whether it's mechanically good or not. I had to ride it from the bottom of Tasmania up to the ferry. For yep. the, for well, the you'd soon should get to know the bike over that period. Well, there was getting to know somebody or something was was part of my concern while I was riding because I don't think you can do it now. But on on the ship, uh, you you could share a cabin with a complete stranger. They're not doing it anymore because of COVID. But but the only bed I could get on the ship was with, some, with someone cabin. you don't know, Baba. Oh. It was a lottery and you lost it. Well, he'd, he'd just been released from prison and right. he was going I think he got to, the rough end of the steel, to be honest. But anyway, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> he, he was going back to uh, Melbourne to uh, kill the people who testified oh, against him. Right. Mm. So it's a small cabin too, isn't it? Very small cabin, yeah. And particularly small for him because it rained on the way from the bottom of Tasmania. So I'd hung all my wet weather gear up in the, in the cabin. And it was all dripping on the floor. Oh, and all yeah, Oof. Yeah, <coughs> as it turned out, Bubble was fine, um, and I was the worst person in the come over to in the cabin. Come and oh, the old gag about mummy and daddy. Hit. Yeah, we yeah, probably won't right. do that one. No, we'll we won't do that one. No. <laughs> I don't think we will. <laughs> yeah, just in case your sponsors are watching. Yes, yes. Um, uh, no, no, he was he was good. Now, did I he say. talk? Uh, yeah, he talked, but like in a generally sane sense. Or? Yeah, nice, uh, nice guy. But he, he was a bit worried sleeping with a bikey in the. 
You have got a reputation in the small in the small cabin. But if I know you, you would have had about two bottles of Dr. Lindemann's cheapest. I did preload. Yeah, that on the boat, you know, because the grog's very expensive on the. It is. It is. You've got a. I've necked many a tinny on that pier. Yeah. Um, I was about to say the Abel Tasman, but that was quite a while ago. Was that? Was, was that was before the Princess of Tasmania, I think. But it's it? funny because all my friends call it the Abel Tasman. I don't know what it's actually called I actually now. Do but too. Yeah. I do too. Yeah. I remember years ago it was the Princess of Tasmania yellow boat. Yeah. It's about half the size of, uh, of the... Yeah. But uh, we arrived, I got the bike off, got home. But I'd been up for about two, two and a half days at this stage and I'd done thousands of kilometres uh, and... It's somewhat risky when you when you think you don't know what the bike's like. It is pretty risky. Is it going to make it? It'd be a really dull trip back, wouldn't it, if it was yeah. not uh, all up it was to cracked. scratch? Yeah. Well, I would have had to walk back to Hobart yeah. for starters because there's no public transport. You probably would have bought it anyway. It would have been just, I'll just <laughs> buy it anyway. Sell it for three grand when yeah. I get there. <laughs> anyway, I've done a couple of big trips on it and, and it's a great bike. Um, well, it does draw in the question, Grant, that. Um, Bikes of that ilk, about that age, that have been had a, that's clearly been garaged and loved. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's there's a market in that middle spot for bikes like that that they're still quite cheap, aren't they? That was a good deal, but well, they're all out there. But the, yeah, yeah, I don't think it's you know you can still buy bikes like that for that price. Um, and it, it's a, quite an old bike; it's a two thousand and one model. But I did it deliberately because the that particular model had wire wheels. Yes. Um, it had a six-speed gearbox. Um, yes. Um, it's yellow. It's yellow. Uh, it, what it didn't have is all the electrics that muck up. I mean, yes. it was... It was. Does it, got, it have ABS, wouldn't it? No. Right. It doesn't have ABS. I'd like ABS it, uh, in, the, in the best world. But, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I take your point. You haven't got... Yeah, but lots. 2001 ABS is a bit of a different beast. Pretty on-on-off switch. Yeah, yeah. But if you've seen Grant ride, he doesn't need brakes anyway. And it just sort of slows down gradually. <laughs> well, they've, they've Fred got, Flintstone. Yeah, <laughs> they've got that that interesting front suspension arrangement, which makes ABS possible. Tally lever. Yes, it's called Grant in the yes. game. Well, I, I didn't want to blind you with science, Greg. Yes, so. no, thank you. Uh, and that that um, does part of the job of ABS. So I'm not too concerned. It certainly about separates that. braking from yes. fork dive. Yep. Which I think it it was a it's as ugly as a hatful, but it was certainly it yeah. was a real. Uh, move forward. Yeah, yeah. They're a really good bike, I reckon. I, I think the 1150 is. I, I know that this is very easily um, disproven uh, by science, but my <laughs> gut, gut feel is that it's a good bike. That's the best of them. By truth and science, there's a lot of people who agree with you. Yeah, I and, like them. And this one's done about fifty thousand k, so I, I'm expecting a long and happy service life from it. It'll see you out. Well, I don't think it'll see me out, but uh, and I do have a couple. Of Can I have bikes. it when you? Uh, is this a good time to to bring up the hernia? Well, no, to no, oh, sorry. to make that commitment because it's being recorded. Yeah, yes. Because normally, if we were just in the public, yeah. say, of course you can have it. But I've given my bike to about seven different people. Have you really? There's going to be a big good. argument at the end of it. <laughs> as soon as I'm pissed, they say, "Can I have it when you die?" And I go, yeah, yeah, of course you can. Well, Bill McKinnon and I swap bikes in our wills, and so I left him my R60 stroke six, and he left me his um, his. Um, Ducati. Monster? Uh, no, no, a, a proper one, a GT750. Oh, he, you, you, you win. He sold it, though. Well, that's... Uh, so A man can't go back on his word so like that. Bill dies, I don't get the 
But he still gets the 66. And he still gets the 60 stroke six. Yeah. It's not fair. No, I worry about that. Well, anyway, look, I'm very happy, folks, with my new uh, toy. And uh, as I say, I expect a long and interesting and happy service life with it. Well, speaking of yellow bikes, I bought one too. You did? I bought a uh, 1200 Daytona Triumph. Yep. And uh, very happy with it. Well, if, if you'd asked me what is the least appropriate bike I could buy, I would have, you I would have named that bike. That would have been in the grand final. Absolutely. It's fantastic. It's well, a great motorbike. How do you get on it? Well, I get a couple of mates to come over. And yeah. It's actually not that tall. It's big. It's big and heavy. Some of us can deal with, you know, some of us have been riding long oh, enough. That, yep. You know, what, what is a Melbourne Cup winner? Have you seen a jockey lately? Like, if you're good at what you do. You know me, I don't like to be critical, but. No, no, it's not in your DNA. No, but, but um, it's one bike that I can't see the purpose of. It, it it's not a it's not a sports bike because here's it's me too I've, big I've and just heavy. completely yeah, effusively I know. I know. bloody I know. been kind about you and your nail old shitter out there right. and you know, I, I'd go the same way and you go the least appropriate bike ever built this year I decided to tell the truth all the time shithead when did yeah <laughs> when what last Tuesday <laughs> yeah um, it's, it's a great bike. it's not a sports bike because it's too big and heavy. Um, uh, it's certainly not an off-road bike. It's, it's not a gentleman's a express. Well, but w- what what does express mean in two thousand and twenty-three? Well, don't try and turn it. Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's good going there. Yeah, okay. Just idle up to one hundred and sixty, one hundred and seventy k an hour on the freeway. Uh, run into the police. It's very fast. Run into the police. They crush the bike. You you spend years. In jail, I can see how these bikes. Then they find you. I'm going to sell this. And you on. use the. You I'm going to put this in motorcycle <laughs> trader next weekend. Oh, hang on. Oh, yes, I'll find a way to sell it. Yep. I love it. It's a big, lovely, gorgeous thing. And when they're in good nick, and they there weren't that many of them made. This this one, about five thousand yeah. on the planet. I will acknowledge yours is probably the best of them. Yeah, and it goes well, and it's fast, and uh, I like it. And it, it, look, it's a second bike. Great second bike. And everyone's got a silly second or, you know, hopefully having uh, ruined the planet for Spencer's generation and those after him, uh, you can afford a second bike. Yep. yep. So, yeah, I'm very happy with that. And uh, it's in the shed. We go down and look at it now and then and I go back upstairs get and ride my BMW <laughs> uh, XR happily. Do you think uh, yellow bikes are going to make a comeback? No. No. That's why they're six thousand eight hundred. Yeah, that's right. Instead of ten thousand, people are people are sick of being called a um, you know small L liberal. Yeah, yeah. Not riding them. No, I I, th- I think the yellow's nice. I like it. And look, you, which is lucky because I get to see a lot of it when I'm sitting on that bike. It's a. I reckon they look great. I love the shape of it. It's just a good thing. The twelve hundreds are great, and the twelve fifty and blah blah blah. Well, now the thirteen hundred spins. They're going to have a 1300 GS, Oh, they? well, that's the rumours suggest so. That's the I'm talk. Sure, I'm sure they'll up the capacity. they got to, I guess. They're going to make it smaller, are they? Oh, you've ridden the 1250, haven't you? Yeah, of course. A couple of times. A couple of times. Do they need to be any faster? No. No? No, they don't need to be any faster. What's the What's the actual gain in, other than the fact I suppose it's a bigger bike and you get to brag it about that? It could be three cc's more, honestly. It just sounds better. To that's me. the other thing that's happened with bikes. They don't, they'll call something a, 850 and, and it's, it's a not. 650. Yeah. <laughs> you go, it's so true. Yeah. It's so true. Um, what happened to that? Why did that happen? I think, I mean, it's, it's just a way of people thinking 
about what the category the bike is in, you know, less so about being being technically specific yeah. about it. Like a seven hundred yeah. is anywhere from five hundred and fifty to eight hundred. So I'm now, so and we'll just accept that because it'll become the norm. Yeah, who cares? I remember when BMW brought it, that uh, the car, the four door, and they called a coupe. Yes, yeah, they <laughs> still was, do that. Yeah, it's about I, the the C pillar. I was almost going to do a gesticulation there, but I won't, you know, like, really, yeah. Cooper's two-door. Yeah, no, it doesn't mean that anymore. Oh, Spencer, yeah. What's uh, happening to the planet? I've read that. Can't get a Cracker Jack in a Coupe de Ville. There ain't no, there ain't no Coupe de Ville at the bottom of a Cracker Jack box, Grant. Is that right? You can take that to the bank. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll remember You'd that. probably shoot that again if you were going to this, do it This properly. looks Spence. really professional, doesn't it, this bottle of Coke? I can't have my VB. I'm as dry as a pommy's towel over here, I t- I'm telling you. Sorry, it's, Spanner man. It's full, <laughs> of, it's full of rum. Sorry, <laughs> sorry to our friends in Great Britain. Yep. Um, remember the Norton? I've, I've read that the, uh, the GS is going to be a 1400. Oh, you have? They've got one in development at the moment. How do they do that? I don't know about well, that. Well, and I think I think one of the reasons they're doing it, um, it's not for more power because the 1150's got as much power as a bike that size needs. Um, but the competition is getting bigger. Yeah. So when, when you when you consider, say, a comparison of the GS with, say, the uh, the Harley Pan American. Mm. It's, a, it's a 1250. Well, there goes that argument. And the the triple speed the no, Tiger twelve hundred is eleven fifty, isn't it? <laughs> Your argument's wrong. Do, do we have to? <laughs> do we start this again? Or? No, no. Of course we no, don't. We don't leave no. in. No, we own up to the fact that Grant well, doesn't well, no, know a great no. deal. I'm. Um, I'll, I'll stand by what I said. That that the. I think your point's right. It's about competition, and it's about. A point of difference. Uh, yeah, and and being able to offer something that appears to be better. Mm. Yeah, yes. like if the next one was an. R1150 again, and it made 20 correct. more horsepower. It doesn't yeah. sound as good, does no, it? No, no, correct. correct it's a backward yeah. step. And also, yeah. they can call it whatever they like. You could make it, as we just said, you could make a 1400 and call yeah, it a call it. 1800 well, if, if it want. makes 160 horsepower, fine. You can do whatever you call it. Whatever call you it whatever you like. <laughs> call the police. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yes, the Daytona, your GS. Uh, and Spencer's spent a bit of time now. Some of us are here, you know, grinding away in the, you know, vacuuming the studio and, you know, um, making sure that the... Why do I feel like this is going to turn The bills are getting paid. Others, others, remain nameless, are in the front end of an aeroplane laying back, having rose petals thrown in front of them and carried on the plane with a sedan chair. How was your trip to Spain, Spence? It's all right. Oh, it's all right. (laughs) So tell us about it. You went to ride the M th- BMW M1000RR and the R. Right? That's right. So, with respect, I, I would have been shitting myself. Yeah, I was, going shit, to that I was shitting myself. Yeah, that's not a slow <laughs> bike. No. On a racetrack. Plus, you're going with a bunch of, of Neanderthal yeah. X races. Yeah. The no, no, no fear. I kind of actually had like a panic attack. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a panic attack and I wasn't yeah. even going. I, I had one on your behalf. Yeah. Tell us about it though, Spence. Almeria, Spain. That's right. So landed in Alicante. Alicante. Um, and on the first day I rode the M1000R, which is the S1000R with aero, an extra 33 kilowatts. So it makes the same power as the S1000RR Superbike in a naked bike. 
it's got these huge wings like it makes 11 kilograms of downforce at 200 kilometers an hour and you can feel it like even if you're just riding it you can feel it the front end does not want to come off the ground it's incredible it's just solid yeah um, and you're on those beautiful spanish roads yeah the no traffic billiard table smooth fast because you can i mean you're not under any um you know local government who cares yeah <laughs> That's the attitude you've always taken, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. But yeah, was it uh, was it thrilling? It was really thrilling. Once I got my eye in a bit, it was okay. Yeah. You know, um, and I think actually what makes BMW four cylinder models so special is the electronics um, let you completely take the piss, but they don't feel like they're kicking in. Yeah. Um, Such as the sophistication. Yeah, you don't notice it. Um, the big deal on both the M1000R and the S1000RR Superbike. It's not like a massive update, but it now has a... It'll slide in for you. So under heavy... You, bro- like, you like to slide the front end a bit, don't you, Grant? Only when I'm crashing, yeah. usually. <laughs> slide the front end? <laughs> so I, I don't know exactly how it works, but when you're under heavy braking and the back end comes out, you stand on the rear brake and it like... Using the ignition. Just backs it in. It'll hold the slide. And then another function, it will hold the slide out of the corner as well. So, like, the paradigm has shifted. You could be completely sideways. And I was talking to, you know, some of... Relative safety. Yeah. Yep. I was talking to some of the... Complete safety, I think. Well, no, it's not complete safety. Well, he's here. The laws of physics still apply. Right. You can overdo it. Yeah, I guess. I'm sure you could overdo it, but, man, you'd have to be really brave. Really You'd have stupid. to be really brave. Um, I was talking to the project lead, uh, Ralph, don't want to mispronounce his name, but Mollican or something, German. Yep. And he's telling me, you know, oh, you'll find when the rear's coming out, you'll find, you know, you'll feel about seven degrees of slide. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll be, I'll be testing that thoroughly. <laughs> Thank you, Fritz. Uh, uh, racetrack? Yeah, Almeria Circuit, which is right next to Andalusia. Same sort of thing. Remy Gardner and um, Pedro Acosta are out with me. Did you show them the front wheel a couple oh, of times? Yeah. 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 <laughs> they, were, they were running scared. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they put it away and had an early lunch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I bet. Remy's given up MotoGP racing as a result. Yeah, yeah. But tell us about, like, the professionalism of a, of a international launch. Like, I think it's a feather in your cap that, uh, you know, two people from Australia invited and you were one of them. Yeah, uh, that was cool. I think that was a... Uh, feather in both Infomoto's cap and, and indeed yours. But what was it like, the professionalism, how was it run? It was such a fantastic experience. Like, you just talk into a guy and then he goes, oh, yeah, I. this is my bike, the M1000R. Yeah. You know, he's got, he's had a hand in building you're it. You're secretly a genius, yeah. you know? And so he's he'd be a 25-year-old, good-looking German guy, you know? He'd be like a design guy. head or a bloody... Engine head or head on show. I think he makes all he signs off on everything. Yeah, it's just incredible. Um, roads amazing. The bikes are amazing. They just are. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, they are. It's incredible. Yep. And so yeah, I mean hospitality. It was casual but nice. There's always yep. beers. Um, Pretty rough I, old room in a flag inn. Uh, it, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't the Ritz because like. <laughs> Yeah, I was hoping for a little bit more luck. Ah. 
<laughs> no, it was lovely. As he's laying in the big double bath, <laughs> this could have been bigger. Yeah, yeah. when um, when you answer the invitation, it's always wise to put um, just to remind them no no drink no ink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the old saying. Because yeah. and they go, oh, yeah, of course, make you sure could. make sure these the bar fridge in the in his room's full. <laughs> Remember the old days, Grant? We used to go the the better the meal, the worse the bike. Usually, yeah. As <laughs> soon as we went to a flash joint, you go, this will be a, right. this will be a shitter. This will be a nail. Yep. <laughs> This is the InfoMoto podcast. Presented by Autoglim. Now, Spannerman, I wanted to ask you because for part of the year I was ringing your telephone and it was going, well, you rarely pick it up when I ring anyway, but uh, you were overseas uh, writing, uh, researching a, a book, they tell me. I was. I was, yes. Um, foolishly, 10 minutes before COVID struck, I'd signed a contract to write a book uh, on. 20 great rides of the world. The world? The world. Tough and, gig, Spanner. Well, they paid me a handsome advance, the publishing company, and uh, and the advance is, is a, a bit of money they give you up front so that you can go and do the research that's necessary. But of Dan- course, Danger. Well, well, I spent it on motorcycle parts almost <laughs> immediately. <laughs> that, that, R1150 that R1150. <laughs> and, and, the, and the rest you wasted. Yeah, and the rest I wasted, yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, because of the inability to travel during COVID, uh, the publication date for the book's been put back uh, a couple of years. So it's due to be released in 2024, early in 2024. And the manuscript um, needs to be delivered uh, in November of this coming year, two thousand and twenty-three. But I—that's I, not bad. You've got plenty of time. Well, don't hurry on that. Have you started writing? Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, it's a great idea. It well, is a great it, idea. It turns out it, it'll be the first book of its kind. Uh, and I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, oh, well, there's plenty, hundreds of books around about great rides in the world. Um, there are. Lots of books about individual adventures. So, you know, my trip from England to Australia or mm. um, uh, or conquering the Andes and, and things like that. So, but they're individual stories. They're not, they're not, here are 20 great rides. No. But it's, it's, it's problematic. I mean, I, I, I partly agreed to it because I've done probably half the roads that I think are great rides already. Mm. And I, I'll use my fabulous memory and my old black and white slides to, to illustrate <laughs> it. Um, so I, I had to do some research for, for perhaps 10 rides, which was part of the UK-Europe um, trip that I did this time. So it was six weeks. Um, Triumph very kindly lent me uh, a, um, a 1200 adventure. Mm-hmm. Perfect bike for the job. Well, it 1200 was. Explorer. Yeah, jeez. Um, <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even notice the mistake. That's how bad that is. Yeah. He uh, makes it, I don't notice it. <laughs> and the brains just laughs at him. No, no we're talking about whether I should be Jesus here or not. Christ. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's right. That's, that's 1,200 right. Adventure. There's about three brains that have got one. <laughs> no, but not, And it's not that one. <laughs> I, I called it the Adventure. Um, while I was riding it. Oh, I see. So yeah. that was oh, its no. name. It's not. It's not the actual. Mode. No, I no, it's the Explorer. I yeah. don't know about that. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, that's that's you know, that's my story. I'm going to stick to that. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was <laughs> it was a terrific uh, a terrific bike, and it was just right for for the the roads I did. So but you started in in um, the UK. Uh, yes. And did a, a, of course what the North Coast 500 or whatever up, up the top of Scotland. Yes, yes. that was one yes. of the roads. 
the coastal route in Northern Ireland. Okay, and then where? You, so then the bike then goes on a ferry across to France or something? No, no. I, I left it in. Uh, I left it in England after I'd done three other roads uh. that I, that I'm going to include in the in the book. But it raised it raised a very interesting question right from the beginning, which is, what's a great what's a great road? Um, mm. And yeah, good question. Everybody said, different for different for different people. Well, but I- I- every time I said, "Oh, this is what I'm doing," it's, um, they'd said, "Oh, well, the Great Ocean Road." You including that? And we're sitting. You can't do them all. Is the criteria spanner? Sorry to cut you off. Is it a great road for riding a motorcycle at pace, or is it more all encompassing than that? How no, it's, have it's you approached like it? Like the scene? Is it scene? Yeah. Yes, it's all those elements have to be included. So it's not just you know racing. Um, uh, as you know, sometimes uh, if a road is really good and you're riding in a spirited manner, you don't actually notice much scenery. No, no. You're looking at the road. Uh, you're looking around corners. Um, so this is this is a far more. It's gen- always generalist. a subjective thing, isn't it? Though? Well, well, uh, the Grand Ocean Road is going to be in the book. Yes, uh, but would you describe it as a great? Road? Oh, the first time you ride it, yeah, it's great. What do you think, Spence? Well, no, it, it's not as good as the Skeens Creek Road or anything like that. It's not as good as a lot of the roads that veer off the Great Ocean Road. But the, the the views are incredible and I think probably it would be hard for me to judge because I lived on it for three years, you know. Yep. So you, the Twelve Apostles and stuff, it's kind of, it's got a good destination in it. Yes. But you can't ride it fast at all. Oh, it's mostly and, 80 and some 60 and now. And there's always roadworks and it would be flat out dangerous to really even put any effort Yes, in. a lot of tourists. But, but you would have ridden it back in the day when yes. possibly it was different. Well, he'd ride it when it was dirt. Well, he I paved helped, it. I helped build it. <laughs> <laughs> I was one of the, the, the diggers who came founding back from father. the war. Came back from the Somme and said, well, I've got a shovel. I may yeah, as well. I'll, I'll give, give this road a go. Give this road um, a go. There, there was a time when uh, it was far quieter on the Great Ocean Road and the road was in better condition mm. because it wasn't being used as much and that's where its reputation came from. Yes. Yeah. So the the problem is that uh, all over the world people think, oh, Australia, the Great Ocean Road, that must be fantastic. And there was a time when it was fantastic but if you pre-COVID it was covered in tourist buses. Yes. Yeah. Um, Very much so, and all kinds of like tourists driving on the wrong side of the road. Yes, too, which yep. is like a motorcyclist's worst enemy. Yep. Yes, yep. Um, the the last time I did it um, pre COVID, uh, it was a very slow and agonising trip because of the buses doing thirty and forty kilometres an hour. Most of the time, it is that way, yeah. and pushing pushing all the gravel into one part of the road, which is usually the line you would take on a bike if you wanted to get around the corner. Yeah. Um, but it, it, look, it, it comes back to that definition. There's plenty of ro- a road. That's a road you go. Well, yes, it is a great ride. It's not a great ride for a fast. It's a great ride for a view and a look around. So d- you didn't include it. Is that what you? No, it's to? in. No, it's in. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's one of those things that it's kind of has to be in, even though I yeah. don't necessarily enjoy riding it these days. I guess if you can consider its history and stuff. Yeah, and well, and when you think about uh, when you think about the great rides of the world, there are some uh, iconic rides that uh, 
are in the same boat as the Great Ocean Road, where they once were terrific rides. They probably aren't now, but they're in they're in folklore. They're in legend. Stelvio Pass. Stelvio Pass is a, a really good example. Perfect example. Snag was, we were talking about this the other day, and Snag goes, it looks incredible, but their hairpin's so sharp. Yeah, It's a nightmare, the Stelvio Pass. A lot of them are. Well, it's, um, it's not in it, so. Well, people keep going, oh, the Stelvio Pass, it's fantastic. I couldn't wait to get there. And, yes, it's spectacularly incredible, but it's first gear switchbacks. Yeah. Mm. And once you've done 107 of them, you know, you, I don't care who you are, Casey Stoney, <laughs> you're still coming out of them at about 15 kilometres an hour. In first gear. You belt up to the next one and you've hard brake. Yep. And then you tip over and you think, geez, I'm, I could fall on the side, I'm going that slow here. And once you've done that a thousand times, but the view is incredible. The grouse on a super motard or something. Yeah, look, if you're a great rider, mm. but there's push bikes all over the joint and tourists. And again, I'm glad I've done it. It was beautiful, and it is beautiful to look look at, you know. Um, but that switchbacky pass stuff, you can stick it up your jumper, as far as I'm concerned. Well, when you're lying in bed at night and not being able to sleep, just construct your own list of twenty great rides. Very difficult. Yeah, well, it is difficult. Yeah, but I. I it would have to include some of these iconic roads. Oh, I've got some great rides. I've got some favourite little quiet ones up oh, in the well, up in East Gippsland that are just nail absolutely yep. nail that. But I, I reckon, as you've probably done with your twenty uh, that you've chosen, if you went up to a local in the area, they'd say, "Mate, I'll show you a road that kills that." And yep. of course, you will. You've lived there all your life, and you know a better road. It's quieter and. Or, or if you go to New Zealand, where every single ride is better than any of the ones that <laughs> in the rest of the, yes. the rest of the world. The South okay, Island. so you know you you've done the UK and clearly uh, the Great Ocean Road. And what, how did you get onto the continent? And what happened uh, in regard to the the, the setup there? Uh, well, that's giving trade secrets away. But I did hire a car to do car. You say a couple Cage. of the roads in Camry. Uh, no, it was a it was a Fiat. Um, fix it again, Tony. Fix it again, Tony. That was very reliable. It was a bit of a mess when I gave it back, but that's... <laughs> that's, that's another story. That's another story. But that's in uh, another book, 100 Shitters I've Driven. <laughs> yeah. Or Ruined. I've got to go to the States, though, probably... Uh, Are you allowed in America now? Uh, with yeah, your, with yes. your communist ties? Well, uh, courtesy, of, um, courtesy of Harley Davidson, who... Oh, the five-year visa. Kindly took me there for a bike launch, and because Harley Davidson was supporting me, they didn't bother looking at my record. Mm. So uh, I was able, comrade. To so I'll be able to, uh, I'll be able to go to the states. But uh, I've got three or four rides I have to do there to conclude the research. And so that that uh, that east, that uh, west coast ride, well, they call it the Pacific. Oh, Holland Highway. Well, it goes up from into San Francisco. San, San Francisco, LA. Yeah, that that loop. Um, uh, but but I've done that on on a Harley Davidson launch. Yes, and c- if I can find the official photos of that launch, I won't have to bother taking pics while I'm there. So that's that's going to be. So good. is that the only one oh, you have got to go to New Zealand too? Uh, no, no, no. I, what I, about I, our friends over the ditch? They they just, they've got some nice roads over there, Grant. Well, I, I've I've ridden extensively in the South Island, and and my, so you've done enough to my be able notes to and and bullshit that images. Out. <laughs> I wouldn't call we it don't bullshit. No, but no, sorry. Yeah. Research. Yeah. One of the great things about the South Island is that when they built the roads there, um, they didn't have very much money. So the roads are quite narrow and the bridges are very narrow. Yes. So yes. because the road network there doesn't support trucks, there's there's hardly any industry yes. in the South Island. Yes. So the roads 
are in good condition because trucks aren't using them. There's a few trucks going down to Christchurch, I reckon, with a bit of tar and concrete on. Yeah, well, think? yeah, yeah. Christchurch a little bit different. Is that but still there, Christchurch? Yes, yeah, it's still there. Right. Yeah, don't know how, but but. Well, so you've done. I'll, I'll have another go. Yep. How did you get to the continent? Uh, I flew to uh, Italy. Okay, Milan. Uh, yes. Right, Malpensa probably. Well, and. and because it was convenient to... Um, what movie did you watch on the plane? <laughs> Twister? Uh, no, no, no. It was the Poseidon Adventure again. You know. Did you go with Qantas? They would have just strapped you on at Qantas. <laughs> and your bags are still over there. and The little Irish bloke's getting richer and richer. And uh, No, look, all the, all the link stuff worked. The mistake I made was that the schedule was too tight. That, oh. And it didn't allow for the fact that if, if it was raining... And I couldn't ride, and I couldn't take photos. Oh, you lose the day. You lose the day, and then then your ferry to Northern Ireland is leaving at nine o'clock the next morning. So you, it's not as if you can put things back. So, ah, you hadn't so thought of that. If I had my time again, I'd probably spend a bit more time collecting the information. So you flew to Milan. What bike did you pick up there? Uh, I picked, that's where I picked up the Fiat, the hire car. Oh, right. And I used that for Germany and. Um, well, the road's the same, France isn't it? and it's about Spain the road, and yeah, 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 and no, understood. And was I'm not, I'm not going to put you down about that. No, no, well, that's some people might. That's all right. I hired bikes in. It's a bit um, soft, but I hired bikes after I gave the car back. Yep. Um, well, so what other bikes did you hire? I'm, Another Fiat? No, <laughs> no, they they were just scooters. Jesus oh, Christ! Man, this, can we not dwell? This is going to be a shit book. <laughs> I was going to ask if we can put an info mode. It's uh, not sponsorship on it, but I'd it's going to be a great book. Right, it's going to be a great book. Uh, it'll How to ride your scooter around <laughs> wherever it's not raining? Well, the, the scooters were particularly valuable. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, mate, I don't feel good about this now. Yeah, no, no. Can no. we rerun that? But the, Vince, uh, I don't yeah, feel good about that. Right. Amalfi Coast. That'll come out, will it? No, I can't. Yeah, Leave yeah. it in. It's, Leave it in. It's in. Yeah, it's in. the Amalfi Coast. Oh, I apologise, Grant. Um, that's all right, Greg. I accept your apology. The Amalfi Coast is Scooter City. If if you're not on yes. a scooter, you're a nobody. Yeah, and you can actually quickest way to get anywhere. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And no, if you I'm were still... on uh, a BMW 1150GS adventure, uh, adventure, you'd be slow as a yeah. week. So, we call, what are you calling the book again? Uh, Spanner's best road. Twenty no twenty great rides world. By Grant Roth or by Spannerman? Um, I'd go with Spannerman. Would you? Oh, it's got a bit of cachet. Well, it's if it's not going to be a very good book, I might. I might it's not going to be I a very good book. I might go with Greg Leach. Yeah, <laughs> you better not. Well, why not? As I said, I was going to ask for an info moto logo on it, but I've decided <laughs> against it. Now, I, I think it'd be fantastic, and and you do. You're a good writer, and you have a turn of phrase and a wit, and I'm sure it'll be. Very entertaining. Well, I hope it's. I hope it's going to be a little. I'll wait till it's in the bargain bin about two weeks later. Two weeks later. <laughs> is this a coffee table book? Wait till or? it comes out in paperback. <laughs> <laughs> we used to say I'll wait for the DVD, but yeah, that's old now, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, uh, closer to the uh, launch, I'll uh, I'll let everybody know through Infomoto what's going on. Oh, we'll promote the buggery out of it. Or is come it, to the launch. Where will the launch be? Milan or Castlemaine? Oh, Castlemaine. Yeah, Castlemaine, beauty. Coincidence? Yeah. Uh, no, no. Well, it, there'll probably be a launch in Melbourne. But the the thing about it is, it's got an international distribution, so right, yeah. it's not just going to be sold in Australia. Well, it's got world interest, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, th- that's the theory, 
and it, it would work. I mean, it, it's possible it will work as an international release. Uh, if it was just Australia, you wouldn't bother doing it. No, I, I think an international release. And the other thing is it's pretty timeless. Yes. Like it can, I think it's going to sit on shelves for a while. So oh, if it can sit there, you can, can sit there for your ass just, that. just blow the bloody dust off it like the shroud of Turing. Thanks but for your support, <laughs> boys. Sorry. I, don't, I don't mean it's sorry, nasty, but, no, I'm sorry, mate. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to. I'm give jealous. You're, you're, you are going to be. I'm not going to give away trade secrets. A published author, but these kind of books are great because they can be hold re- the back door open. With them. <laughs> <laughs> they can be refreshed every three years. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so yeah. addition two with extra information. I.e., all the mistakes in the first one corrected. <laughs> Send me another advance. <laughs> forward by <Bruce> Snag Leach. <laughs> Can I do the forward? Oh, I haven't I'd love to do, I'd love to forward do the yet. forward. Yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> no, look, good on you. I think, honestly, oh, it'll be a great read. And did you photograph it or did you get someone else? Uh, I'm supposed to present 50% of the photos myself. So I had to learn oh, how to use a camera again. Lino cuts. You know, no. you know, the old box brownie come out? No, no, no. I bought a new camera for the occasion. I wish right. I'd known about taking the lens cap off. Oh, uh, <laughs> for the first bloody technology for the first two roads I shot. <laughs> but I'm just going to say I did did Was them at night? midnight. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's what it looks like. Well, the new cameras are that good that you can be a complete dunderhead and still get a good photo. So I think you'll uh, be all right. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. Well, we look forward to that. Spanner's best roads. Yep. Nine ninety five at uh, no big W nine ninety five. How much will it be? Well, it depends whether you get a signed copy or not. The signed ones are cheaper than the actual because <laughs> you've got <laughs> kind of ruined a page, yeah. defaced. But it's a coffee table. That it sounds like it would be coffee table kind of book. Uh, well, it, it's part of a series that is supposed to be informative, so it's supposed to be useful as oh, well right. as entertaining. So yep. let's let's hope we can get that mix right. Uh, I'm sure it'll be great. Yeah, I'm pulling the piss, but I'm sure it'll yep. be great, and I'll be looking forward to reading it. Yep, uh, I'd I'd wait for the second edition, personally. But well, don't say that. You got to flog the book as hard as you can. Oh yes, but I, I made a few mistakes in some of the stories I've already written for it. Have you? Well, what did you say? Apparently, Tasmania is no longer connected to the mainland. I mean, you've got to get some oh, of this technical stuff that's right. That's a bloody detail. Yeah. Thank Christ, I say. But yes, I'm, I'm looking forward to your review. Yeah, well, we'll review it. Um, I'm very pleased to see that um, Infomoto's Spannerman is now a, uh, a published author. Well, while I was doing that, you were still on your big lap. I was. Yeah, I so was out got, there. That's got to be your story of 2022. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, regular uh, listeners and watchers and readers were probably sick of it. But yeah, it was probably it was my highlight of 2022. For many reasons, and uh, the le- not the least of which is um, how soon you, when you, you look forward to coming home after a trip like that because you're pretty tired and everything's a bit worn out, and then five minutes later you go, well, nothing's changed here. Everyone hates me just as hard as they always did. The fridge is empty. Yep. I wish I was still out there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the beauty of a trip like that, and I'm not telling anybody that anything they don't know, but is I think you mentioned it to me. When you're out there day to day, that it doesn't. It's just living, and you're doing what you do. The joy is looking at the photos and and reliving some of the highlights, and of course the lowlights and the things you learn on a trip like that. So I have enjoyed the, that side of it. So a trip, any trip, I reckon, lasts longer than the period of the trip itself. Well, yes, 
But it can get seared into your memory, can't it? I mean, I'm, I bet there's some incidents of that trip that you'll oh, never forget. Oh, yeah, there's a few spooky ones. Yeah. Um, but look, there's also joyful ones. I, oh, yes. So, well, I meant them as well. Well, yeah, you know, mostly it was joyful, but there's just periods where you, you know, you know, you probably won't. The only person you'll see that day is uh, a reef, someone at a, uh, a fuel stop. Um, there's every chance you won't see another human being, and you can wind a, you can wind uh, the bike up, you know, yep. like you're sitting oh, yes. sitting on a reasonable speed, and the sun's out, and you're looking at you know a country you've never seen before, which is quite uh, meditative. I really enjoyed that side of it, yeah. um, but it's not always fun either. There's uh you know there's going to be drama. And you better be ready for it, especially out there. The thing out there, Grant, is the distances. You just people. Oh, yeah. I had no clue of the distances, but when you've gone 440 k's between fuel stops, um, and you've had to put 10 liters of your, of your own in the bike because they won't, they yeah. won't cover that distance. Yes, and you've seen nothing of any other human being. Yep. You go, and then the next day can be the same again. It's so intensely large out there. And yeah, that, that has an effect. Yeah. Um, and yeah, attitudes and meeting people that work in mines that, you know, have a different attitude to maybe the one that I have. Yeah. Um, people with different living the, you know, living the life that we seem to be so happy to have an opinion on. Well, it's, we, um, we kind of assume that people are are like the people who live in cities, but they're not, are they? They're not. Out in the bush, they're, they're kind of. More real because they have to be. Yes, they're very practical. They're pretty cu- quick to pull out, call out bullshit. Uh, yeah, well, but I mean, often survival. it's not. It's survival not, is important. Survival is important, and yeah, they live with a whole different attitude. Like one one, ex- one example was, um, I had to get a document. That was my will, actually, <laughs> and because uh, I thought best. Did I, I get a bike? Well, Did you leave me a bike? Well, when I set off, I thought I better get that will finished because if I die out here, I don't want the kids to have to bloody buggerize around. So I thought, there's a good chance I'll die, Eddie, so I better get the will done. So I get the will done, and the day came to leave, and I hadn't had it witnessed. Now, I've been told I could have got Joe Blow at the bloody 7-Eleven to witness it, but because I don't know anything about anything, I thought, I need to get someone of note to witness this. Governor General. So I pull into a... I I think, I'll go and see a copper, you know. I pull into a bush town, and uh, there's a one copper, and he turns out to be a pretty reasonable bloke, and I said, well... What's the story with speed limits out here? And he said, oh, I book people at 16 over. And he said, that's a number that we hold Sounds at. very reasonable to he me. He said, if you're 16 over, I reckon you're taking the piss, so I'll book you. But he said, that's pretty much the number everyone works on out here. So the rest of the trip I sat on 16 over, you know, and he said, no, I'm not pulling anyone up for it. And I told him about how you get pulled up for three over. He just was, <laughs> hor- he was horrified. He said, "If I did that round here, I'd be hanging." Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's not pulling over, is it? It's the fact that we've got electronic devices now that that and there's no one. To, you you'll get a fine for being three over the limit. Yes. And there's no one to talk to except yeah. The, there's a no camera. human element whatsoever. No, no human element. Yeah. And he couldn't have been nicer about. It. He said, "Look, just don't go over that. You'll be fine." Which sixteen over when you've got a hundred and thirty limit. Ah, yes. You know, you're sitting yeah, on 145. It's kind of fast, actually. <laughs> yeah, you probably don't want to be we, that much. We used too much fuel. Yeah. Well, it, it, isn't that funny? Because that that's what contains speeds in the northern. Used too much fuel. The fact that people don't want to keep stopping to fill up the yeah with very expensive over petrol. about 130. My thing gets real thirsty. Yeah. Yeah. 
really like well, we wor- get a bit worryingly so. A bit wobbly too with all the gear on too around two hundred. <sighs> well, surely. there was a lot of gear sixty kilos north of the rear seat. So you had to, that was the beauty of having the BMW having that ESA that could do the preload for me. Yep. It, it judged the weight and all that. If you were, I was talking to a guy, he said, oh, I was talking to a lot of people, but like I said, oh, I did it on a bloody shovel head years ago, oh, you know? Yeah. And I said, how'd you go? He goes, oh, I had too much weight over the rear wheel. It was shocking. He yeah. said, what's that like? I said, oh, yeah. Well, you don't even know. It's notice. a magic carpet in comparison. So, yeah. But you could do it on anything. It doesn't mean you should. Oh, there was a bloke but out there you, on a posty bike. Yeah, if I you're keen, in. do it. Another bloke on a Vespa? Yeah, it's cool. I didn't bother talking to him because I thought he's an idiot. Yeah, there's something wrong with him. There's something wrong with him. There's nothing wrong with scooters. <laughs> He's still out there. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And a bloke pushing a pram. Yeah. Full of shit. I kept on running into him. We were yeah. old mates in the end. Because yeah. he kept on getting in front of me. <laughs> I thought, I'm on a BMW S1000XR. <laughs> but I'd run into him and go, how are you in front of me? He goes, I keep going, mate. Tortoise I wins the race. Yeah. This is the InfoMoto podcast. Presented by Autoglim. Well, yes, the lap. Fabulous. But I, I cannot find a way to talk a publisher into giving me a large advance to write a pretty pretty crappy book about it. Well, as it happens, um, you're going to appear in print anyway because... In print? One of the... Uh, well, in a book, a book. Because one of the uh, rides that is going to appear in the, in the book to be published is uh, Vietnam, the, the, the big loop ride in Vietnam. And some of the images I've got have got young Spencer... Leach? 2012. Was it 2012? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Ten years ago. Well, I've got some very strong and vivid memories of that particular trip too. It was a great trip. What did we do? You you know, for for our our rusted on, uh, they must be rusted on to have stuck this long. Yes. Or bored shitless or maybe quadriplegics or something. Hi, Mum. G'day, Mum. Can can you tell us what the trip was? What, What did we do, Grant? Well, the, the most shocking thing about that trip was that it was supposed to be a boy's own adventure. But, yes. Uh, you took that literally and you bought your two sons. Well, well, I had to. I couldn't leave them home. Well, yeah. And uh, Spencer, who was, I don't know. We, Just 18. Was, were you 18? Well, uh, 17. No, 17. No, Spencer was 18. <laughs> <laughs> so my memory of this is uh, n- no licence, never ridden on the road before, um, Eighteen, drunk, <laughs> drunk most of the time, <laughs> uh, and we had we had. Here's me. I'm try- I, all this time. I've tried to lift our reputation. It was in the continent. Is that, is that what you say? <laughs> no, oh, <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> Jeez. We had one fifties, um, uh, Honda one fifties. They were good. They were great. They were great. I had a two fifty. They were great, but uh, I was yeah. XR two fifties, weren't they? No, they weren't two fifties. Yeah, yeah, mine was. Yeah, mine was. I don't know what you, you were didn't on. ride like it was a two. Well, I had two people on it. I had my well, son on the back. Well, that's true. You you were carrying a pillion. Anyway, let's not let's not bog down right. who shot okay, who. Okay, so so Spencer's uh, riding this bike in a foreign country for the first time, and you'd have to say it's one of the most um, obviously dangerous places. It's a you challenging could ever ride. ride, a motorcycle. But Spencer's having a ball because he's belting um, about. Well, he's he's on a motorbike on public roads, and um, there's no police and. Um, but the, I worried about him for far more than his father worried about him. I oh, understand. I had another one. If I lost one, yeah, well, I had two Had your bet. I had my favourite. So the most terrifying thing I've, I, I possibly I've ever seen was, was a truck 
that Spencer was behind that had pulled onto the wrong side of the road so it could get round this really tight corner yes. that it was going around. And all Spencer, Spencer saw, saw was, the gap. Saw this gap and said, oh, beauty. So he gassed up the 150. Uh, and that's... 250. Was it 250? 250, all right, all right. He gassed up the 250, but you could have pedaled faster than an accelerator. <laughs> yeah, they weren't very quick. Uh, and he's Shitty tyres are on. And, he's oh. got about halfway past the truck, so he's in the middle, and the truck's decided, all right, now's the time to turn into this corner. And the I gap just narrowing, I narrowing. Don't know. I don't I watched it. I was behind looking at it. I don't know how he got through, but it was a hair's breadth. The guy who was driving the truck um, wouldn't have seen you. Doesn't didn't, know it happened. Didn't know you were there. And I think that was on day two or that something. Was, he and put, we were, we were having, five minutes in. Yeah, uh, and we were ten days. I'm thinking, this is going to end really bad. This badly. is not going to be good. But it didn't. It ended Well, it, it I ended actually great. kept it upright. Um, unlike... Uh, oh, well. <laughs> now, that's enough of the podcast. I mean, we've gone long enough. No, people wrap it up. People, wrap it up. Well, Move just, on. Just Nothing to see just here. Just to remind anyone who hasn't heard the story that Greg actually had two crashes in 20 seconds. Uh, in the same spot, and it's a record. Actually, how, I think. how that can happen is that it's an acoustic instant replay. <laughs> how that can happen is we picked him There's out. There's no of the, truth in the this. bush. He fell in uh, with his son as a pillion, uh, and he attempted to leave the scene of the crime and tipped over again into the same bush in exactly the same spot. <laughs> I still it's only two crashes, twenty seconds. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's a record. The I same reckon, crash. You've yeah, got action to replay. <laughs> There's no point in me trying to support myself. In no, this. you're wasting it's your time. It's a waste of my time. Yeah. I'll tell you the truth about it in another podcast, okay? But clearly I'm going to be painted. This two crash thing. This two crash thing. Well, I, I might mention it in the book, actually, now that you've Thanks, reminded yeah. me. Well, but, no one um, will read it. But uh, uh, it's great to be able to include this uh, this Vietnam ride because we had a ball, didn't we? Oh, oh we did. It was great. Ship of a lifetime. Yeah, it was yep. great. And it, it was culturally great. Yeah. The, the roads were to. Well, the roads were terrible, but it was a terrific ride. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. The place is stunning. Yeah, and the people are lovely. And and I love that trip. It was a, just a bloody beauty. Mm. You develop some respect also for small capacity motorcycles because they were just about perfect. For they well, did they, the we job. were the may as well have been on uh, bloody um, shovel heads as far as the the Vietnamese people were concerned. A two fifty is a big oh, motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, we were clearly players. Yeah. Yep, and uh, all the kids in the towns we passed through waved at us. And it, to, to consider that we went over there, bombed the shit case out of the place, basically made no friends and, um, you know, left the place in a shambles, the, the way they've forgotten about that and let us – I wouldn't let us anywhere near the front gate if I were them. But, yeah, the warmest reception yep. everywhere we went. Yep. Um, I do remember going out one night because uh, – <laughs> uh, Spencer was about six feet tall. Oh, it's not so much Spencer, but Gus was about six feet tall at that age. And we people following him like he was, yep, like a, God, a rock star. How old was he? Like 13 or something. He, he was a rock been star. 14. 14. And people following him because he was just an oddity. And he yeah. said, Dad, why are these people following me? I said, Because they've never seen anyone as big as you at your age. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it was all with love and warmth. It was lovely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was terrific. We you've did get been, chased by You've been place, heaps of times, haven't you, to Vietnam? Well, I, I always say uh, I'm not going to do it again after the last trip, but I, I, I'd go in a heartbeat. Yeah. Well, you and lived I, there, I, didn't I you? probably for a while. Well, yeah, for a year. Yeah. That's was true. it d different living in a place like that than just doing the visit? Uh, yeah, it was very different, and but it was very rewarding. 
Yeah. Tell uh, me what was the highlight of that. Um, well, uh, we could have we could have stayed a lot longer than we did. Uh, and in fact, the last time I went, we were going to stay for another eight months in in Hanoi. Your wife was teaching. She yes, she was teaching, and I was just going to have fun drinking. Uh, but we got um, we got evacuated by the Australian government because of COVID. So we got uh, we got the last flight out of. Um, a bit like Ho the Saigon, Ho Chi Minh mm-hmm. City. Yeah, it was it was it was like choppers the, on the, the roof. people on the roof. Yeah, and there were people in the uh, the airport terminal was packed with people crying because they couldn't get flights, and uh, we were on the last. This is the highlight. We were on the last jet. Going to hit some out. Hong Kong mattress all night oh, long. long. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, and I haven't been back since. But you know, I, I hope I get the chance to do it again. And as but you've say, done it twice, I do you? it in. I've done it four. I uh, know I've done it five times, but. Uh, I want want you guys to come next time as yeah, well. Yeah, love. Yeah, to. I'd love to yeah, do because that because I know I know how much you enjoyed it. Um, the other book, uh, the the book also has a story about a ride in India. But you've been to India recently. I'm going. No, there next he's month. going. Oh, it's next month. Is it's it? actually under embargo. So, oh, is it? So yeah. he's not going. I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Spence isn't going <laughs> to Spence India next month. India. No, For who? No. For it's under embargo. Who, who aren't you I don't know why I wrote it up on the board now. I've written it up on the board. No, no, we can't talk about that. That'll, yeah. that'll come. I but am uh, going to New Zealand though, the in February or March to ride the new Suzuki V-Strom 800DE, the first, which is a real parallel twin. No, it's a very interesting bike. Yeah, totally. I reckon they'll sell like hotcakes. Mm. Well, I think they will too. But also the the, the new 250. Um, yes, yeah, like ride that. I just went to the launch of that the other day. Um, yeah, that was look. As I said in the video, if anyone's seen it, if you haven't, uh, I I think it's very well priced. It's sixty four ninety right it's away. It's unbelievably mm. well priced. Um, they've done a deal in India. Um, they're building a lot of engines in India now, um, and from what I can gather, the uh, there's no drop in quality, and it also that's allowed them to price point the bikes as well as they have. Six four ninety stupid. That's a used bike. Yep, and it's. Quite a solid little jigger, and to be honest with you, I'm getting to the stage where, if I, it, you know, as I say in the video, I don't love sand and it doesn't love me, <laughs> but I can deal with a light mm. two fifty in the sand. Yeah, I can get through and all right. If you're on a multi strata or a GSA or something, be a whole. Well, other I'll box tell you of the frogs. truth. I get into the dirt like sand on a big bog. I'm shitting myself. I was like when I was away on the XR. You just you got to. I mean, not speaking from, not to say I'm confident in it either but it's clear that you have to approach it with courage and confidence yes. and commitment oh it finds you out and i know you were in the twa- on the Swareg launch and that was quite challenging i never would have got through that i admit it it would have i would have been so intimidated by that well that's all it is though it's it's intimidation it is it's not actually that hard it's just it's just it's oh. a it's a mind game i remember riding 300 kilometers of sand years ago on a v-strom full a big one um, heading into Menindi from Ivanhoe. And yes. Up in the middle there. And, yeah, I did get through on that. But mm. I was a younger man. And um, in all honesty, I'm just getting back to that 250SX. Uh, it's got more than enough grunt for me. Mm. You can get a little bit of roost. Oh, no, you know, I'll get there in the end. Well, just wait. 
Yeah. Um, and it, it will bring, at 64.90, if you can it's buy gonna, a new gonna, bike. It's going to bring a lot of people into the game that, that previously wouldn't have done it. And it, it's going to make uh, people like Royal Enfield sweat a little bit because. That's uh, a good point, actually, because Himalayan, the Himalayan did fill that gap. It yep. sure did. Yeah. It was the only bike in the. It was the, a big jump. Yeah, and yeah. then the three, you had to go to the BMW 310, which was a lot of money. Um, it's kind of made its own niche a little bit, which I think Suzuki's got good at. They, there's they there's more coming into that. that spot though. I think. What's how do you pronounce the word burgeoning? Burgeoning, burgeoning, burgeoning. It's a burgeoning, burgeoning, burgeoning. I thought it was a designer of a, <laughs> an old Ducati. I'm racking my brain yeah, thinking. Enio Burgeoning. Yeah. It was. Yeah, he, he built a good bike, Burgeoning. Um, that's pretty embarrassing, actually. Yeah, that's pretty. Well, no, leave, no, leave that in. You're happy to talk about my two crashes. Well, that's staying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me. Bad time we chuck some embarrassment around, but. It's it's very nice to see Suzuki uh, kind of developing in this particular way. That bike is is going to be successful, I'm sure. But it's also really good, and I'm I'm sure you guys agree with this that that um, the adventure bikes uh, are focusing around the 800, 700, 800 yes. cc um, and smaller. They're smaller, and smaller, and lighter, and more practical. The um, um, CF Moto, CF Moto. Big up and comers, CF Moto. Yep, yep. good bike, Pro- producing good, price. good hardware. Yep, uh, but yeah, I'm pleased to see that too. And the price is, the price, of course, for a middleweight is cheaper than it is for a, a biggie. Uh, people can stretch to that price more easily. And I love the idea of younger people coming into the adventure because let's be honest, the adventure market is the burgeoning. It's burgeoning <laughs> hard, it's burgeoning man. all over the place. Yeah, yep. Um, but it is, and and. It's fun. It's great fun to be able to go down a dirt road. Fabulous. And, yeah. um, well, be, be able to travel on Australia's roads at the moment and not worry about the bike wearing out. Yes. Good point. Yeah, oh, let me tell you about some potholes that I oh. saw on that lap. Yep. Seriously, you could abseil down. It was really dangerous, actually. Yep. And I think it's got worse subsequent to the latest floods. Yes. Uh, it was very dangerous. Like, you'd be going through water that's only two inches deep, but you just don't know what's next. Yep. Don't know what's under it. So, I don't know how we got to that, but the point is... You can go down – like a good example is when you cross the uh, the Nullarbor, the beautiful part of the bite is off the road. Yes. And it's not far off the road, but it's like two or three k's and it's quite deep sand. Now, you, if you want to go and see that, and look, you can't cross the Nullarbor without going and see that. Well, I parked and walked. Well, you'd rather do it on on the Suzuki 250 than – Well, you've got, got a chance of getting there. Yeah. yeah. So, look, I, I love big bikes and, and you know – I'll always say horsepower and capacity is the way to go. No replacement for displacement. No replacement for displacement. Thanks, Spence. Well, That's good. Yep. But the point being, um, the market is now saying uh, we want pragmatism around our bikes, and I'm wrapped that that is makes sense to me. Yeah, and I like Suzuki getting competitive again in the marketplace because um, how long has the V-Strom 650 been available? For 20 years. Yeah, and, and they were at nine nine ninety for that long, under 10 grand to buy a bike like that. Again, price-pointed. Yep. Unburstable, that yeah, engine. fabulous bike. But it's um, not – It's believe it or not, it's still around, though. The oh, yeah, they're still going to sell it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I guess they'll sell it until they run out of them. I don't know how that works. But <laughs> I'm not sure how that works I don't know if they're still either. building them or not. I'm not sure, but it, it – They're um, certainly still in the shops. I mean, the 800, you can't make lambs approved because it's too many CCs. Well, it might just that. be an Australia thing. There's that. Uh, it seems odd to run those two together, although they are quite different configurations. But, yeah, I would think we will see the end of the 650. Yeah, but you'd reckon. I don't know that. 
No, I don't know that. There uh, might be markets that singing out for it. I'd be I'd be surprised because it's such a such a great package. Yes, and it's still still popular. It, it might come down to emissions regulations. It's word of mouth too, isn't it? I think everyone emi- who owns one emissions regulations. Yeah, yeah. Everyone who owns one loves them. Well, yeah. when I was on the lap again, uh, sorry to bore you with that, but it, every second bike was a V Strom fifty. Yeah, uh, the other one was a KLR. Yeah, that Kawasaki KLR. Yeah. Uh, I also saw the Rally, the Honda Rally, a bit. Oh the, yeah, the three hundred. Yes, three hundred L. But I did see a bloke that was riding one of them. And I kept on running into him, and he was a boring <laughs> bastard. Um, but I, it's amazing how you keep running into the same people. But he was on knobby tyres, which I mean, I said, "What are you thinking?" Uh, but he said, I, 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 "He was selling it at Cyclone." He said, "I'm trading it in on on a can't remember what, but it was more like it was Vstrom six fifty or something." Yeah. He said, "I said, well, look, there's times when I'd much rather be on yours." Mm. Uh, but he said for sitting on... They're a bit busy at highway speeds. Yeah, a bit busy. And he said um, yeah. it's just killing him the tyres and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. my point being, I don't know what. Did I have a point? That's interesting. Yeah, we've, thanks. We've had uh, we've had a great year at Infomoto, haven't we? I mean, oh, despite, despite the, the... It's been great. The economic conditions in Australia, despite the, the pandemic, um, Infomoto's going gangbusters. Yeah, yeah, we're going well. And look, a lot of that's down to Spencer's hard work, who's done a, the by far the lion's share of the work at the computer and off it. I feel I've made a contribution I, that you could acknowledge. I, I think you've been fantastic. Thanks. Um, Thanks. Thanks, Greg. And uh, Ian Falloon, who's Ian been – I mean, I, I honestly think – I'm going to get serious now. It takes a while. If you, if you start up a media business, the hard bit is uh, reputation. Because when you first start, you're selling vaporware. No one knows what you're talking about. There's a lot of people who have ideas. Um, I think we carried into Infomoto a good degree of expertise, but uh, we are now respected in the trade. I think we come into thinking very early in the conversation, and that's just miles. And you know, Spencer's put it must be nearly a thousand stories up there now. I think last time we talked to her was about five hundred last year, about this time. Must be nearly a thousand stories up there. Yeah, three three million words. Three million words. How many YouTube views? Uh, one point six six million. One point six six million. A really big uh, social media reach, podcast newsletter. So we've done it seriously, and I'm really, but I'm very proud of. Got to also uh, shout out to Mark Mavi Fatore, who's been really good for us too. Yeah, Mavi, uh, GP updates with his uh, his inimitable quirk. Yep. Um, How does he see the race over the fence? <laughs> well, look, he, I don't look. We don't get into the as a gun snake. We don't get into the weeds with this stuff. <laughs> oh, but yeah, look, it has been a great year, and we're going to head into two thousand. What's what's next year? Two thousand twenty-three. If this hernia doesn't go again, oh god! That's the other thing. I came in today, got a hernia. That's how much I put into this bloody business. Which is ridiculous because you can ride around Australia and pick up that giant bike every time it falls over. Well, I didn't. It fell over. I had to put, wave someone down. <laughs> <laughs> but that's another story. We don't and you walk into a studio and you get a hernia. I got a hernia. Oh. Well, it doesn't. What's good about getting old, Grant? Tell me. Oh, nothing. 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 There's <laughs> this nothing. will be very short. There's nothing good about. I tell, getting I tell this story, me. So I'll tell it again, just for the sake of our viewers. But I, I was walking my beautiful dog in a park many years ago. Well, not that long ago, but well, she was alive. Um, <laughs> so makes it easier to walk. Sort of work out when it was. Yeah, it's easier to Dra- walk instead of dragging. Yeah, and yeah. I'm I'm standing in the middle of this park, and I'm there's only me and the dog, and I'm you know contemplating my navel. 
And uh, and this old bloke's heading towards me slowly, you know, on a stick. And I thought, he's coming to me. He must be. I'm the only, there's only me and the dog here. So he takes him a while to cover the 400 metres. <laughs> he walks up to me, gets too close to my face. I think, what's going to happen? And he says, there's nothing fucking good about getting old. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just walked off. And I thought, that was a bit strange. But over, over the years, I've thought, he's onto something, that old bugger. Yeah, he's an angel. He's an, he's an angel <laughs> passing on the truth to you. I think I'm going to get a stick and start walking around telling people there's nothing fucking good about getting old. Well, yeah, you shouldn't be too negative about it because we're all getting older. Well, but it's better than the alternative. It's better than the alternative. And you do get a bit of wisdom with age. The trouble is you can't do anything with it. I reckon you're as stupid as when I first met you. Uh, I'm possibly worse now <laughs> than I was when you met me. Yes, that's true. Yeah, look... It, um, InfoMoto will be going flat knacker next year. Wrapped, Grant, thank you very much for a great year. Really oh, appreciate yep. your involvement. I mean, uh, the word spanner man carries a lot of cachet and it should. It's, it's, uh, it's always been my pleasure and uh, I'm really looking forward to 2023 because I think we've got a lot of great adventures ahead of us. I think us. I said 2024, didn't I? No, t- no you said 2023. Yeah. No. But no. we've got a lot of great adventures planned. Yes, we uh, have. And uh, We might the, start paying you shortly. The... InfoMoto site is just going to get bigger and better. So stick with us. Stick with us. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah, and be good to your kids. Oh, yeah, don't give them too much presents. That's yeah, no, no, yeah. don't give them too much presents. Yeah. But be good to your too kids. Too many presents, not too, too much. Too many. Um, be good to your kids. Did you get me anything? Um, yeah. Same as last year. Where do you think, where do you think this oh, suit think came from? <laughs> <laughs> See you, folks. See you, folks. Rock and roll. <laughs> This is the InfoMoto Podcast. Presented by Autoglim.